Welcome to this broadcast. A link in with Armistice as well as the promise that was that we would look at um, who placed that robe on you. Over four consecutive weeks and during those four consecutive weeks focusing on who placed that robe on you which is an amazing broadcast that has already gone out but not only that there is a book that goes with it it's an e-kindle version um you should hopefully be able to get hold of the paperback copy soon but i will send a link to it in any case i'll be sharing this with people via this method so that there are many different ways to interact with the material um, which I have been given through prayer and feel sent and compelled to take it out to different people to also benefit from it myself but to share it out so that others can benefit from it too. So during these four weeks we will look at the different sections as called by God within this book and who placed that robe on you. You can go and listen to the previous podcast on this as well, which I'll also link back to, but it's easy to find on Anchor or any of the other stations that you're listening to me from. The best thing to do is probably to go um, to Anchor and um, have a look through the different podcasts there and make sure you're following so that you can get any updates. And um, as I say, I'm going to link this in with a two week's work on armistice in particular. Uh, How does this all fit in? Um, Well, the robe is looking at what type of robe you have on. We're supposed to be walking in the robe of righteousness and we're commanded to do that by God um, because of Jesus Christ who suffered and went to the cross for us, that we would be redeemed by um, the blood of Jesus and through that resurrect within ourselves into deepening our faith in God and wearing really that robe of righteousness. The robe of righteousness is really having the Holy Spirit inside each of us and so one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit is that of peace. Now we are all ascending so just like armistice and I'm going to go into the Latin of what armistice actually means and you'll see how exact it is within what I'm trying to explain about the ascension process that there can still be peace but it doesn't mean that all um, conflict entirely stops it just it means one particular type of conflict and that there is um, an overall resultant look towards deepening of peace and that's what it really means as we ascend and we're coming closer in unity and wholeness with God that ascension means there has to be elements of stepping up so for that to happen for a rung to be step for you to step up to the next sort of rung on a ladder if you like there's an element of um, tension or challenge or some sort of exertion if you like so it's not entirely peaceful but it is peaceful overall 
because you know what it is that you're stepping into. And that's how important it is that I share this with all of you so that you can benefit from knowing exactly what it is that you're stepping into and walking in that way so that you truly prosper from the inside out so that we all do and we're able to to truly ascend properly. So I pray that this is going to be really an abundant um, blessing uh, for all of us that are receiving this and for myself and for you listening in the way that God calls. And so let's have a look at armistice. I'm going to go a little bit deeper into that. So armistice um, in Latin comes from arma, which means arms, and statium meaning a stopping. Okay, and also says on here, again, just as I said, that it is a formal agreement of warring parties to stop fighting. It is not necessarily the end of a war, as it may constitute only a cessation of hostilities while an attempt is made to negotiate a lasting peace. So it's all about attempting to negotiate a lasting peace. Armistice is really um, a sign that you are working in accordance with the Holy Spirit because you see um, the reality that there's something far deeper than this. There's something above and beyond just you in the physical or just another person or other people in the physical. There's something beyond it that we're striving to together. And so you start to build ways of, um, it's almost like aspects of meeting with each other or um, debating in such ways as to um, have um, a resultant impact expectationally that we will grow from this together. And that is what it's all about. So that's how Armistice links into this. So this is our first day talking about this and making um, that specific link, looking into the Latin. So today, um, you know, you'll, you'll have that kind of sense of like seeing the Latin and where Armistice really fits in and how, um, you know, we've just had Remembrance Sunday recently, depending when you're listening to this, um, Remembrance Sunday on the human timeline and then Wednesday for us in the United Kingdom is very important, but it's important for all people, not just to look at the Wednesday, which is the 11th, as just a day of remembrance, but if you can look at it the way that it's supposed to be in the United Kingdom, wherever you are in the world is Armistice which is that that you're working together um, under a peaceful agree um, agreement walking forward, then you're going to be able to benefit from what it is that we benefit from in the kingdom. And that's why it's called the kingdom, because it's the kingdom of God. But the kingdom of God is locational and situational, but it's also with people throughout the world and um, across the world, as we know. So the more and more people that can understand this, the better their lives can become as well. And that's why it's important to share this with everybody. So moving forward, we're going to look at the contents of the book and how we can do this. And we're going to look at the introduction. First of all, I'm going to read the top part. And I just pray that this falls on good ground, that this is, you know, we are each good ground listening to this and that we will... Um, find this a success for each of us. So Mark chapter 4 verse 8 as it states and other fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30 and some 60 and some 100 and this is what we really pray for with regards to this um, particular word 
for all people across all nations. The introduction, okay. So I said, welcome to this book and the introduction and, you know, where did this all come from really? And here's where it came from. So I prayed to be given a verse of scripture that from which I would be able to help many through. And this was just after Remembrance Sunday, okay? Um, the scripture that was given to me was really quite surprising because um, I was really expecting a scripture that would be, you know, full of joy um, and something that would be happy. <laughs> and it was kind of the antithesis to that. It was the opposite of that. Um, I'm going to go straight to the scripture. The scripture is Matthew 27, so chapter 27, verse 28. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. So, um, okay, so obviously it depends how you're looking at this, but looking at this in terms of the fact that they um, who were doing this thought of this as mockery at the time towards Jesus. Jesus hadn't come into his glory yet. Um, but he was the king of all kings and still is. So obviously after the ascension, he came into full glory and is and can be within us with the Holy Spirit. But this is before all that. So it's pre-ascension and it is during that awful time when he went to Calvary and before it um, when he was mocked. Um, because he didn't walk around um, behaving like a tyrant or how many people expected a king to behave. He's the king of all kings. In other words, there for all people. So people can understand that um the way that he was behaving because it didn't resemble that of the worldly way that um kings and queens behaved there um in the evil kind of manners that some did okay so he made himself obviously poor so that he could serve um humbly um all people and beings on earth so again that meant that he wasn't recognized by the world because he didn't behave as those that were wicked might behave so completely without sin. So again, he was mocked and it is not a very nice type of scripture to read, right? Of course it's not. So I was like, how is this going to be helpful? And I just did not really want to take this on at all. But I knew that if I surrendered, as I always do, uh, do um, that um, it would really bear fruit. It would yield fruit and there would be are growing from this and this is the type of thing that we talk about that conflict even in in the mind that this does not seem like something I really want to approach but once you approach it and once you stand on it that's your next rung on the ladder and with that view in mind that whenever God brings us to something there's a reason for it is because God wants us to grow from it it's a step in an armistice agreement it's a step in furtherance in peace so you can see how this intertwines and interweaves with the term armistice we'll look at as i say over this two weeks and continuing though even past that we'll be looking more specifically still along the way at this book and of course who placed that robe on you so i invite you to really join with that this is the introduction to it it's going to be over four weeks so it means that maybe some aspects we'll kind of look at together and um, clump together or maybe I'll have to do two days or something per week on this and um, just to fit everything in 
um but do join me uh, i know you'll think it sounds great already it's very very vital for all of us to to really kind of get and to look at and um i will absolutely look forward to this i mean it really is when i look at my father's crest and motto and keep Christ and I see the three horns and obviously there's a stag with the crown and we're talking about the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that untangible but yet ever there and ever present it, it is real and it, it's present for us in this way but you know linked to the horns as well that's all about um real or antlers rather that's all about you know that greater wisdom, something that grows with time. And so it's a step-by-step process, but it's heeding the call because that's what um, keeping Christ is. It's keeping to the appointment with God, heeding the call. And when it's like a time to step up, you have to kind of go to the calling and um, be there and ready and willing to accept um, that, that challenge to the next step. But God always calls us to what we can manage. So it's important to have faith and confidence. And that's also part of keep Christ is that we must be able to trust in order to actually keep to the Christ. So that being said, um, it does, it just highlights how important that is um, in life um, going forward, just really establishes uh, Father's Crest and Motto just so much. Um, and thanks be to God for, for bringing this to the fore to me, that this would be in my calling to, to do this and to highlight this evermore in such a clever way. All glory to God. So I'm not going to stop just there entirely. I want to share a little bit um, more, not from the book, um, but just with you and what's happening, what's going on. And um, coming up for um, the Advent time, human timeline, from the 29th of uh, November going forward, we're going to be looking at the Advent Nativity and Prayer Set Journal. And it is based on a nine-day novena. The prayer and the way that the prayers have been set out and the angles that they are looked at are specifically given um, to me to share with you. And you can get uh, free access to this on here, I have already podcasts available on it. Um, and thereafter, there's also the e-Kindle version and there's also the paperback version as well. Now, during Advent, I'm actually going to be going through this kind of like the way that I'm going through this book. I'm going to be going through the Advent Nativity prayer set and journal with you, but over on my Facebook page. So I'm going to leave a link to that as well. It's a video and you can join in at any time and go back to these. But if you want to actively engage with it live at the time, then you'll have to kind of follow uh, my page for information on that. I had set out a long time ago. I'm not going to say too much about it, but I had set out specifically, you know, uh, give me space everybody because I had so many people on um, but I'm open to doing that now I do know it's my calling so um, be sure to go ahead and find out more information on that there I will leave the link for that particular page and that's okay for you to go ahead and do that and join in now so that's going to be over like four weeks um, 
as well, I think, or I might just do um, nine days. But in any case, it's going to be over four weeks um, that people can, you know, get the chance to really look at it, interpret it in their own way on the lead up to Christmas. But we all know that it doesn't just stop there. It's something that's important no matter what time of the year. Um, and, uh, you know, even if you actually happen to get the book, the journal and prayer set on Christmas, you can even start doing that and uh, continue with it on to the time, which would be originally noted as epiphany. You might have a deeper epiphany from there on. So it really is, okay, whatever time you do, choose to um, integrate it into your life and really use it. But the best thing to do, obviously, if you want to actively engage and you want to be part of this is to simply get pen and paper and do it that way or even better to get the paperback version. And if you want to have it in time, you really need to order it within the next sort of day or two if you want to be on the live version. Um, you can still get it there after and then go back and uh, get a hold of the videos on Facebook and do it in your own time frame. So you might actually get the book second, third week into Advent even. And you might actually like do it in such a way that you complete it for Christmas even. And that is okay too. So there's no hard and fast rule for that. Again, um, it's what works best for each person at their level. But it's really a kind of important note to put that out there. That that is um, a good time to do that if you want to be involved actively involved in the live version from the 29th of November um, to get your book orders in pretty much in the next few days. So that aside, um, again, don't worry if you don't get that, you can still come to this with pen and paper and listening to this this way. It's just a different type of level that you're, you know, engaging and interacting with it. Okay, so Next, um, we will be looking again at, um, with this one in particular, at who placed that robe on you. And we will um, look into more deeply what robing actually is, the world and its robing. How, unless we're centred in Christ and in God, really wholeheartedly, mindfully, that we can be distracted into having other robes placed upon us by others even by ourselves, by mistake, I'm not thinking, you know. Um, so there's going to be a difference between being focused and distracted. And that is going to be essential to look at. So check out the next podcast on this very topic, the world and its robing. Okay, goodbye. And I will speak with you, God willing, very soon on this. Um, so the next one I expect to do will be on Wednesday this week. Thank you.